Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, one-on-ones while traveling. Part one, here we go. All right, dude, everybody tells us they can't do one-on-ones while traveling. They yeah, travel they too much, it's too hard. And of course, now, every time we talk about it, you laugh at me because you've probably missed like maybe two or maybe even three one-on-ones in 20 years. Yeah. You have like millions of miles in the air. So you can't yeah, be done, I don't, apparently. I don't... Uh the vast majority of my one-on-ones, you know, for years, they were 90% over the phone while I was traveling. But I understand the, the concern. I understand the, the, the complaint. That's why we're doing this cast, right? They can't do it. And there are some simple things, to, to some, some mindsets to change and some behaviors to consider. And then I think people will find it's okay. Okay, good. So what are they? What do we do? So the first thing you got to know is that travel itself doesn't make one-on-ones harder, guys. It's our habits, our behaviors while we travel that makes the difference, okay? And let me, let me tell you something else. If you travel, you've got to learn to do one-on-ones when you travel. You can't just say, well, when I'm traveling, I won't do them. I'll do them when I'm back in the office because that'll increase the chances that they don't happen. And when you get back to the office, there's probably going to be more pressing things to get done. Number three, obviously, we've talked about this before, but do them on the phone. Use Skype if you can or, or use a video call on your smartphone. It'll work just fine. Mike, some people just don't get that. I mean, they just say, oh, well, that's for people who are comfortable on the phone. I'm not. Yeah. But folks, if you're a manager, you got to get comfortable being on the phone when you're doing one-on-one. Simple. And particularly if you're a manager who happens to travel a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the idea that you're a manager that travels a lot and yet you're somehow uncomfortable on the phone doing one-on-ones is just – that's just a behavioral – Scotoma is all that is. Number four, and this will surprise some people, and some people want to drive a truck to this loophole, but we've got to give ourselves some flexibility, okay? We've got to be willing to say, what's an area where I can give a little bit in terms of how I conduct my one-on-ones so that I can conduct them when I'm on the road? And the last place is, I'm just going to suggest some places and times that I've done them, and I know other managers have done them, that work just fine, that don't tend to immediately jump out at people, partially because of the way we travel. All right, so let's get right into talking about the fact that travel doesn't make it harder. Our habits do. And people, managers, have some weird habits. They do things when they travel that they wouldn't dream of doing when they're back in the office. It's really kind of interesting. What's funny about it, you say weird, and, and it's weird from one perspective, but to them it's completely normal, right? In fact, I'm sure some people would say that the way I travel is weird. But anyway, the reason... We've determined that many managers don't do one-on-ones when they travel is because their travel behaviors were set. In other words, they learned how to travel. They developed their travel behavioral habits and behavioral sets before they started doing one-on-ones. And one-on-ones, in terms of fitting into someone's travel schedule, just can't break through their existing habits. Look, travel is so much different than coming home after work that all of us tend to adopt our own travel habits. And frankly, many of us, when talking to people and observing people, and we'll give you some examples, many of us are pretty jealous of our alone time when we travel. We know many managers who go to bars for a drink after work only when they're on the road. They wouldn't dream of doing it at home because they have family at home. (laughs) Exactly. We know and we see lots of managers who watch more television and more television movies and certainly more pay-per-view movies 
in their hotel rooms on the road than they ever would do at home. And they're still, quote unquote, away from work, but they're behaving in completely different behaviors. We know plenty of managers who get to the airport an hour and a half before their flight, and they leave plenty of time for a 30-minute phone call, but they wouldn't even think about doing it. Frankly, it's been our extensive experience that one-on-ones are not harder on the road. But many of us make them harder by handling our schedules just differently, right? It's our experience here that most managers who are traveling have more time on the road than they might have back at the office. There are less interruptions. There are less sudden changes and so on. But they simply manage their time differently on the road than they would at the office. And they haven't learned that there's probably all kinds of dead time. They just don't see it that way. Yeah, well, give me some examples, because I think folks might be asking, like, how do we draw our conclusions? Because it seems like we're indicting managers here. So, Yeah, I, uh, you know, five years ago, I might have done that. I'm trying not to now. But this is all stuff that I've talked, I think almost all these I've mentioned before. And look, folks, if you disagree with these, if, you, if you're if you not seeing this, send me a note and tell us, right, that no, that's not your experience. Um, but I have a lot of experience traveling. I, I think I think it's reasonable. Let me just mention the first one and and pop some bubbles. Managers on airplanes playing solitaire during a daytime flight. I mean, are you kidding me? (laughs) And by the way, I just said solitaire. I didn't say angry birds. I didn't say golf on their iPad. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Do you do that at the office? Or is it because nobody's watching you that you do it? Well, actually, people are watching you, just not people who whom you fear because of their role power or their ability to gossip. And look, guys, I'm not saying it's morally wrong or anything. I'm just saying that if you're going to tell me I don't have time on the road because my schedule's so busy, and then I see you doing solitaire on the airplane, I'm like, well, no, you're not that busy. Next, professionals on planes watching movies on their company-provided laptops or on their company-provided iPads or their home iPads. I see lots of movies. Managers at a bar at the airport at four o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. If you don't know it, folks, a lot of people fly home Thursday night or Friday noon and the bars aren't busy noon on Tuesday, but they're busy noon on Friday and four o'clock Thursday. Again, something that I don't think, you know, I see a lot of wedding rings in that bar, meaning people have someone to go home to. And I don't think bars are bad places. I just think, yeah, you probably wouldn't do that at home. And it's not about the alcohol. It's about the time you have to do it. Managers at a hotel bar at 11 p.m. on a weeknight. Talking to other folks who are traveling and not about work. And look, guys, I'm not saying there's anything salacious going on. But I'm also saying there's not any work going on. Managers reading a fiction book at 11 a.m. on a domestic flight. Managers expressing tiredness at 7 p.m. at night to avoid having a meeting about the day's work so they can go back to their hotel rooms alone. And by the way, I wrote this cast on the flight home from Atlanta. Right now, in first class, I wrote this last night. There is not a single person other than me working on the flight that I'm on. In first class, there are 16 people up here. Hmm. Right now, during the middle of the day, seven of 16 people, this is on a different flight, seven of 16 people in first class are sleeping. They all, you know, were on red eye, right? That's why they were sleeping. No, yeah, that's what people say. Oh, you've got to be sensitive to people on red eyes. Really? From Dallas to San Antonio? No, they weren't on a red eye to Dallas, guys. That's <laughs> no, the, no, okay. no, they weren't. I'm just trying to help. Just trying to help here. Yeah. And and by the way, they wouldn't be connecting to a red eye that the flight took off from Dallas at 2 o'clock. 
right? That's not, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just trying. I know. Yeah. Managers not doing any work on a return flight that arrives back at their home airport at 4 p.m. And they go straight home rather than going to the office without having accomplished a lick of work that day other than doing email while they were waiting to get on the flight and saying, well, I got on an airplane. Well, guys, getting on an airplane didn't work. It's necessary if you're not at home, but it's not work. And I feel terrible now. I realize after you cued me that people might not like it, I realized, boy, that was a long list. And, and guys, I'm not saying any of you do all those things. And I don't mean to indict you at all. I'm just saying I see enough of that that a lot of people do it. It can't just be yeah. a few. I don't travel nearly as much as you, but I see it all the time as well, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> sometimes okay. I'm sitting there and being interrupted by the person next to me because I'm trying to get work done and they, they want to chat or whatever. Right. So we, we, we don't try to get into people's heads too much around here, but why do you think people, managers specifically, do this when they're on the road? What are they thinking, you think, that causes them to do these kind of things? Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't be watching a movie at 2 p.m., in the office on their iPad, even if they had it with them, right? So why did they do it, you think? I think many managers have to admit that, that when they go on the road, they feel it's an imposition on their family. It's a, a job-specific additional duty that's a bit of a burden. And they think that there's some liberties they can take relative to their schedule to get back some of that time that they're losing for themselves because they're spending nights away from home. I don't think it's malicious. I think it's more benign, but I think it's real. I think many people I talk to who are on the road, they think differently about their time on the road. They have different habits on the road. And those habits are more about one's personal time and the lack of office structure and the lack of oversight than they are about saying to themselves, okay, I can't be home. I need to protect my home time. How can I get the most done on the road while clearly costing the company additional money that I wouldn't be costing if I was just in the office so that I'm maximizing the dollars, the cost of this trip and also maximizing my time at home. I I think that's where I would recommend people be. And yet my sense is, is a lot of people aren't there. And I'm not suggesting you go from being the devil to a saint. I'm suggesting we all ought to rethink how we travel and how much time might be available and how you can get more done. And then when you go to work the next day, maybe on a Friday, if you fly home Thursday, you'll realize, you know, I got my one-on-ones done and I got those emails done. I got caught up here and there and there. And then Friday you can say, I'm going to go home at four o'clock. Not everybody can do that. I know plenty of you that can't. And I know it bugs you that people can, but because you don't have to stay until seven o'clock on Friday night after a week on the road. Right. Well, we probably surprised a lot of people by changing the fundamental assumption regarding time and travel above, right? I mean, most managers think of business trips as impositions, and so they're to be pushed back against with one's need for time for oneself. We're saying professionals behave a little bit differently, and they must do one-on-ones when they travel. Yeah. The professional way to think of a business trip is a chance to focus on getting as much work done, both to justify the expense of the firm, the expense to the firm, and to protect one's family's time when one gets home. That's the way we recommend you see it. We know there are going to be trips that aren't that way. We respect that. But we think on the main, that's generally how more, if more of us thought that way, business trips would be more effective And people wouldn't hate them nearly as much because when they got home, they'd have more work done. And you and I have a special thought around one-on-ones because we said, you know, this this bullet point is you must 
do one-on-ones when you travel. And so we think of one-on-ones is somewhat different than everything else you might do during a week, whether you're traveling or not. Yeah. We think that travel is not an imposition. I mean, look, we, we certainly respect the people that travel as much as I do. And we think you've got a special burden and it's harder for you to manage the work family balance. And We've done nothing but support that. We don't recommend people look for opportunities to travel away from their families. The family has to come first. But if you're a manager and you think of yourself as a professional, you really can draw only one conclusion about business trips and about being a manager and the importance of having a relationship with your folks. And that is you've got to do, you must do one-on-ones when you travel because one-on-ones are the most important meetings you have as managers and travel isn't so hard that it justifies not having our most important meetings. There are some things that travel can displace, but travel doesn't get to displace everything. And if we don't do one-on-ones, but we do email when we travel, what we're saying is email is more important than one-on-ones. Yeah. It's kind of like swimming, right? You can go jump in the ocean and go swimming, but you still have to breathe, right? It's while yeah. you're swimming, it's probably the most important thing you're doing. Just at keep that breathing. Point. Just keep breathing, right? As much as you like the water. And, yeah. and you might do something different in the water than you do on land. You still have yeah. to keep breathing. And one-on-ones for managers, it's like breathing. It's the thing. It's it's the thing you got to keep coming back to is the relationships with your folks. And yep. you have to do those, whether you're in the water or not. Yeah. Saying it a little bit differently, canceling one-on-ones because I'm traveling is basically saying, that anything can justify canceling a one-on-one. And if that's true, then one-on-ones can't be our most important meeting. And look, guys, if you don't think one-on-ones are that important, then you don't need to listen to this cast because all this cast is about is trying to help you figure out how to get them done while you're on the road. Some people don't, and we respect that. We, We disagree with you, but we respect your right to say, no, I don't manage that way. Now, look, guys, to be clear, we're not saying here that if you're traveling in a given week, you should still do one-on-ones that week, but just do them when you're back in the office because, of course, we recommend one-on-ones weekly. That's the periodicity. Okay, but that's interesting, though. So you're, just to be clear, you're saying if one is traveling, say you're traveling Tuesday through Wednesday or Thursday, right? You're, you're not saying, hey, you got to do them that week, so do them on Friday or do them on Monday when you might not normally do them. You're saying do them while you're traveling. If you're one-on-one is yeah. on a Tuesday – Try to do it on a Tuesday. So why is that? Yeah. Well, first of all, because we, we can show you and we've already given you some indication that maybe it's your behaviors that are that your, your habits that are keeping you from from doing one on ones. And that's not it's not the travel. It's not travel itself. It's the habits we engage in. And if we can if we can deconstruct our habits, then we can lo- free up all kinds of times when you could do them. And we'll talk about doing them on the phone here in a little bit. And you'll discover that a one on one on the phone is essentially the same as a face to face one on one. But there are really two reasons why. First, if your thought is not to do one-on-ones when traveling and you're gone all week, meaning instead of coming home Thursday, you come home Friday and you're thinking, I don't do one-on-ones when traveling, then you're not going to do them that week. Right. So you're increasing the probability that you're not going to do it based upon what your travel schedule looks like that week. Exactly. And let's say I spend a couple of weeks every other month doing a Tuesday, Wednesday round trip. Fly out first thing Tuesday morning, spend all day at the Moline office, and then drive over to the Des Moines office, and then get on a plane Wednesday night, and I'm back home Wednesday night. And I don't do one-on-ones then because, quote, I don't do one-on-ones when I travel. And then suddenly, they give me Kansas in addition to Iowa, and so now I got to go to Kansas City, and I got to go to Leavenworth, or I got to go to Manhattan, sorry. 
And by the way, Manhattan's in Kansas, guys. There's Manhattan in Kansas. It's called the Little Apple. And suddenly now I'm gone all day Thursday and half day Friday. Because of my belief that I don't do one-on-ones when I travel, I'm now in a situation where I don't do one-on-ones that week. And it is the pattern of one-on-ones over time, not any one one-on-one that really, really makes a difference. And again, the idea that you don't want to do one-on-ones when you travel is essentially a falsehood. It's a, it's a false problem to put in the way. And, and look, the other thing is, when you get back to the office, you'll be catching up on the work that so many of us don't do when, they're travel- when we're traveling, and your one-on-ones are going to be difficult to have then. And despite the benefit of doing them face-to-face, folks, that is not an imperative. You can be an exceptional manager and never have a face-to-face one-on-one. Mike tells a story about inheriting a group in Sacramento, wasn't it, Mike? Sacramento, that's right. Sacramento, you were in, you were in Northern Virginia, and um, the manager was in Sacramento, and you couldn't get out there for about three or four months, uh, and you then went out there, and you had been doing weekly phone one-on-ones, and when you sat down for your first face-to-face and met her and her team for the first time, she said to you, I have to tell you, Mike, these one-on-ones are great. I have a better relationship with you now, just having met you, than I had with my previous boss. And then she said, and my previous boss's office is right next door to me. Right. And she'd been working for him for five years, right? It's like, okay. Yeah. And look, guys, we're not saying they're as good as one as face to face. We're not. We're saying they're better than nothing at all. And if you have plenty of opportunities for face to face, a phone one on one while you're traveling is fine. It's absolutely fine. It's not an imperative to do them face to face. Periodic telephone one on ones are not in any way deleterious to the relationship you're trying to build with your directs. Simple. Right. And so. You do them on the phone or a video call if you can. Yeah. Look, we've always said that one-on-ones face-to-face are best. We show at conference, we draw a graph of if you're not doing any one-on-ones at all, then the value of one-on-ones to you is zero. (laughs) And then if you're doing face-to-face one-on-ones, we set that as a standard and we say, okay, a face-to-face one-on-one because face-to-face communication is almost always the best form of communication. Then that's uh, that scores 100. Well, if you're doing a phone one-on-one, it's worth 80 points. It's 80% of the value. And people always say, well, it's not as good as a face-to-face. Look, we admit that. We know that. You don't get facial expressions. You don't get body language. Yeah, it's better than zero, though. <laughs> That's exactly the point. Compare it to face-to-face. is an unf- Well, it's not an unfair comparison. It suggests that because it's not as good, it's not any good at all. That makes it a digital decision. Either it's on or it's off. And there are very few things that are truly digital. Most things are analog in that there's a scale. Right. Well, let's just not go home to work because I know every day I go to work, I sit down at the desk and go to work that I'm not going to score a hundred on my Yeah, that's right. You're going to make gonna, a mistake. I'm not so going to be perfect. Don't so, even go. So yeah, so let's not go. Let's just not go to work. We can't be perfect. <laughs> but wait, wait, if we're going to do that, Mike, Mike, if we do that though, can we still get paid? That'd be uh, good. I like that a lot. I don't know. I like that a lot. I would. Well, I really would. I don't know. If you continue to go go out and talk to people, we, we can, <laughs> and I'm sitting on my butt. You can, stay, you, can, you can stay home. Don't go to work. I'll keep going out on the road. And, no. I don't know. Once a week, I got to get up and issue invoices or something. I guess. And speaking of people we meet, we'll bury this. We'll bury this shout out in the middle of this cast. But I actually just returned from Charlotte, North Carolina. We are working with the Daimler Trucks North America facility in Mount Holly and also in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and also some 
people in Gastonia. And the plant manager there is a gentleman by the name of Mark Hernandez. Mark is Naval Academy class of 88. Uh, so you said he was Mark a really good guy, though. You class. said he was good. I can't believe. Oh, he's Navy. Oh, yeah, because we knew Mark would be listening, I've been talking slower today, <laughs> just for Mark. Mark is a Navy nuclear power officer, uh, former soccer player at the academy, and just a great guy. And we're honored, Mark, that you're, you're allowing us to help you build that organization and, and you guys are doing well and we hope to continue to maintain that relationship. And it's an honor to work for a Navy guy. I got to tell you that it was just a treat to work with your folks and to see how much they enjoy working there. I never thought I'd hear you say that, dude, but I, I, <laughs> I can also say go army, beat Navy. So a phone conversation. Oh, it's a score of 80. How about Skype? You know, Skype and, and video. Yeah, it's video like, yeah, Skype or video, you get up to about 90. You really do. Yeah, I, that's I, pretty darn And I, I hesitated to do the Skype stuff, but now I love it. You I love mean, it, I yeah. really love it. So, yeah, theoretically, you could argue it's best to have, quote unquote, best to have one-on-ones when in the office. But what that does, dude, is that implies that the 10 to 20% increase in the value is worth the rescheduling. In other words, you know, You'll only have them when you're there. And that one one-on-one that goes from 80% value to 100% value is valuable enough to the entire relationship to always justify going for the 100%. And I think that's pretty specious reasoning. Any given one-on-one is not that critical. Any given one-on-one dropping down to do a phone value of 80 that ensures that you do the one-on-one and in fact, interestingly says to your directs, I do this even when I travel. I actually think it's the smarter way to do it. We know it's the smarter way to do it. We've done them both ways. And managers who try to cram everything in on Friday end up not having them send a message to everybody. You know, one-on-ones are important, but not as important as my travel. And those directs who travel a little bit know that there is some dead time if they analyzed it. And that's why we're doing this, this cast. Thanks, everyone. Take your questions, come to discussion forums, and talk with all the great people that are there ready to help you on any problem you have. It's really a great community, and I think you'll enjoy it immensely. www.manager-tools.com slash forums. We'll see you there.